0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It's January 31st, 2023, my wife's birthday, in fact. Happy birthday, Katie. Uh, I'm Trey. I'm Trey. That's Mark. Listen, tonight's going to be a little bit different because there he is. You see him. The Cho himself, senior Georgia correspondent Corey Ryan Forrester, is going to be with us for the duration. Now, that doesn't need an explanation, but in the way of one, here's what's going on. My primary computer is in the shop right now; it's down at the computer garage, so I had to pull my <laughs> I had to pull my old computer out, and I'm really worried that it's going to poop the proverbial bed on me as it is wont to do. This way, in the event that happens. These two gentlemen will just uh, carry on with a plum as they are wont to do. So we're going to see how it goes and have a three-headed monster on this edition of SKU. So let's, uh, Mark, how you feeling about it all?
1: Good, but I'm glad you uh, tagged in Corey to help out because if you go away, it's just me talking into the void, which is right. I spend most of my day. So it's uh, it's nice not to have to do that. Uh, yeah, me talking to myself. Please don't leave me alone. My thoughts ever, That'd be nice. I'm doing my best. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, how are you going? Yeah, Corey. Well,
2: I, I don't know. Like, you know how... Trey can attest to this. Whenever anything happens, I immediately go to what's the most negative thing that it could be. And that's the one I go with. I just have this feeling that Trey totally wanted to take the night off for his wife's birthday. He was going to not do the show. And then he started going through old comments on the last time I hosted. <laughs> and he was like, Oh no, I can't, I can't let him do this all by himself. So I'm going to pretend that my computer is at the poop garage or wherever you said. And so, Mm-mm.
0: No, I, I, that you know. is not true. You know, my computer's at the poop garage. I, I've been having, I've been having fits out of that. Comp- I'm the only person I bet any of y'all have ever met who bought a brand new MacBook Pro out of the box that just sucked from day one. It was just, I got a lemon. I didn't know you could, I knew you'd get a car that was a lemon. I didn't know you'd get a computer that's one, but I did. And so, yeah, big apples having to fix it up for me.
1: I'm actually excited. Would, uh, Go ahead, Mark. Did. Didn't me, Corey, didn't you and I do one of these on our in our, on our wedding anniversary? Yes. He's so trained to go for his wife's birthday. Yes. That would just make us look terrible. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, uh, so a couple of things before we get get the show. I know you want to do your your, your news quiz thing, Corey. Uh, but this story really made me laugh. Uh, Trump's kicked off his 2024 campaign and uh, he gave a big rousing uh, campaign event in New Hampshire this weekend where he's actually trailing around DeSantis. And he, did, he dropped the old hits, you know, he went back to the uh, windmills, but he also, he dropped a bit about the windmills. He says that windmills aren't just killing birds now. They're taking down planes. Um, <laughs> no one knows so, more than him about windmills though, Mark.
0: No, everybody says. I it. looked
1: up, in case you're wondering if there's an epidemic of planes crashing and windmills, there absolutely is not. And I looked up how tall a windmill is, a, a wind turbine is. It's 280 feet or 80 meters for overseas listeners. Uh so if your planes flying 280 feet, you got bigger problems in a winter. <laughs> uh but his campaign is like they because Trump's hardcore supporters are about 28% of American voters. And so he's got to look into rock in a hard place because most Republicans don't want to vote for Trump. But also, like if they don't vote for him, he could ruin their lives and just drag those people away from him from, from the party. Um but so they did an interview with a bunch of people. Who both anonymously and on the record said they hope he dies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we made oh, like man. like Republican like uh, Republican thought leaders and pun- pun- like high profile people saying, "Yeah, it would really hit for us yeah. if he died. It would solve a lot of problems."
1: Here's, here's a quote from former Republican, Republican Congressman Peter Meyer uh, from Michigan, who said, "You have a lot of folks who are just wishing for Trump's mortal demise." He, uh, he turned the strategy for dealing with Trump, quote, actuarial arbitrage. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but they had a bunch of anonymous quotes earlier. we just, like, hoping he dies. But remember, Trump's parents both lived well in their 80s and, I think, one well, in the early 90s. And mm-hmm. uh, he has access to the best medical care in the world. So, good luck with that strategy. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's funny because, like, the left, the left, everybody wants Trump to go away. Our fantasy is he's hauled off in handcuffs. And theirs is just he, like, keels over on a toilet. And... <laughs> I'll it's take like dead
2: the, too, for the record. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't. I That's wouldn't my mind. safety. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, uh, so there, a <laughs> solo writer talking about how their hope is like because he lives on filet fish sandwiches that it might kill him, but it might work the other way because like he's made of artificial food. So like have you have seen Velveeta go bad. No, yeah, he's totally immortal. Yeah, he's
0: like processed himself he's like uh (laughs) processed cheese equivalent of a person got the the skin tone for it and everything yeah i've always been i think he's one of the greatest examples of how it's absolutely true that people's health is an individual thing yeah do you know what i mean it's like something that'll kill you dead somebody else can do for 50 years or whatever like because trump he or not, I know he's you know rich and has all that healthcare stuff like you said, but he's just pouring garbage down his gullet for seventy years and literally doesn't believe in exercise. And he's have, and he's apparently going to live forever. So who the know, hell knows? Man. He's only
1: he's only a couple of years younger than Biden, who's vegan and rides a bike every day. And he's right, yeah.
2: like more he, like even if he died now, like he's already surpassed the life expectancy for men in this country and living the way he does. So like, no matter what, he is a medical marvel.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah joe True. i see i know you want to hit us with these so <laughs> i wanting let's to so it. bad mark it's these right. are mostly for you uh yeah I'm assuming, right. well so.
2: yeah, well they, of course they are because the only reason i ever do them is because you're not on here so Trey, yeah. and for the audience at home that doesn't know every week as soon as i find out i'm hosting skews i go and i Uh, delete the Twitter app off my phone, I throw away all the newspapers, I burn them because I don't need to read nothing because I know I'm going to get it here on the greatest informative podcast that you can get, Weekly Skews. So every week that I'm on, I pose three questions to Mark that have really been bothering me and I need to know the answers in a judgment-free zone. This week, speaking of former Republicans that we don't know where they are, Mark, I posit to to you, ask you, where is Paul Ryan? Paul Ryan.
0: Mm. uh
1: he's on the board of fox news doing like corporate consulting shit he's also getting back out there doing a bunch of interviews um so yeah
0: yeah that's kind of the standard move right for those people whenever they get out of politics they just then get on a bunch of different <laughs> boards of directors and you know just make like crazy money for not doing all that much, which I guess they've got a lot of experience with. For
2: for sure. But dude, he walked away so quick. Like I feel like he was just starting to and not hit for me, but just starting to hit, you know, he was a young, and this is another thing I want to bring up too. looking back at Paul Ryan shit. He wasn't that bad. (laughs) Like, remember when like Uh. he was the worst thing that we thought could happen dude, at least he was young, showered and competent. Am I wrong here?
1: A little bit, but it's not worth it. here. <laughs> but uh, one of the reasons he walked away is because like, he had the, he was go- trying to govern with a the small majority, like the, the, this circle of brain dead Mongols that Kevin McCarthy's trying to wrangle. And he just got sick of it. He's like, if You guys won't let me govern. It's like, Okay, whatever. Have fun. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad I asked because I didn't know. So uh, there yeah. we go. Letterman gimmick here. Pssh, broke in the window. All right, here's here's one that I'm certain is a more of an opinion based question, but I trust yours more than anybody. Mark, more important, Congress or Senate?
1: As uh, Senate.
2: Okay, thank you.
1: <laughs> Would you like to elaborate? If you're only going to have one, you want to have the one where you can confirm judges and shit, right? Yeah, that's accurate. Right,
0: and also yeah. like because like. The two senators from a state like Wyoming are, you know, have the same vote as the two from California and shit like mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Despite the fact California is like 75 Wyomings or more, however much it is. Yeah.
2: Well, it's definitely what I thought, considering Marjorie Taylor Greene is in Congress and Obama was a senator like that. was. I was leaning towards Senate. Mm-hmm. It's harder, but I didn't know. I figured I'd ask. And finally, rule of three, uh, who would win in a fight? janet reno or john bolton
1: i'm gonna go janet reno
2: fuck yeah all Uh, day
1: just because she doesn't wear a bow tie i I don't think anyone wears a bow tie since malcolm x could win a fight (laughs) yeah
2: i feel like i feel like with janet reno you want to just like you know work her from the outside sort of stay in the kitchen area you know she
0: she had a pretty big reach right didn't she like i feel like yeah, She's she got like a wingspan. Yeah, yeah she could sure. like work the jab, you know, set yeah. the tone. It's going to be hard to get in there tight on her, you know. So. I agree. Well, yeah.
2: uh, there you go. <laughs> right. Well,
0: that was tremendous. Listen, before we continue with the show, uh, producer Matt is, in fact, with us tonight. This is Weekly Skews. I want to remind you all of the requisite two orders of business here. Number one, if you'd like to see me and or Corey perform live, you can go to com and check out all the dates. You see the red ones there. The red ones are ones where it's me, Corey, and Drew. The three of us will be together this weekend in Indianapolis, and then next weekend at the Mall of America up there. Oh, in, uh, no shit. Bloomington slash Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's going to be balmy, a balmy yeah. negative 18, I'm assuming. Like, super looking forward to that. I'm great with cold. So, yeah, but we're going to have fun either way. And there are a bunch of other dates coming up as well, so go to TreyCrowder.com check them out. Number two. If you enjoyed right, before this you go,
1: yeah, I want to. I want to say, uh, my my college roommate Rob went out to Trey's show in Atlanta uh, last weekend. and had a blast. He said it was a great show. So was, that was a great was show. Thank yeah, thanks yeah. to
0: anybody that came to the Buckhead. Famed theater. comedy
2: critic Mark's buddy Rob says yeah. it's a hell of a time.
0: He sounds like he knows his shit to me. <laughs> uh, thanks for that, Mark and Rob. Number two, if you enjoy this program and would like to show your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon. You can go to com slash more, or you can just go on Patreon and look me up. You'll find it either way. $5 a month gets you access to full-length bonus episodes. We just did a two-part Skew and A. We do more standard shows covering the things we don't have time to get into on the main show and all kinds of fun stuff. So we hope you'll consider it. Like I said weeklyskewscom slash more or look us up on patreon and get some more skews in your life now as for the show tonight i know we're going to be talking about the memphis pd situation a mark so that's going to be you know a barrel of laughs but it'll, you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's important you got to talk about it that's we're always you know that's what we do here at the skews but before we get in to um that side splitting affair we begin of course as always with the daily dumbass matt graphic please Tonight's D-Day Teen Pregnancy for declining and fucking all of our retirements up. All right, hit it, Matt.
2: This guy in Florida wants to slash entitlements? You don't do that. You don't say that. It's just not a smart idea. What to deal with entitlements? Tell everybody that's about mm, 18 to 30 to start having babies. Have a <laughs> lot of babies. That'll help with entitlements. <laughs> we should raise the retirement age button.
1: <laughs>
2: oh god. <laughs> Wait, did at the end did that son yeah. of a bitch say that we should raise yes. the retirement? Bury yeah. the lead, Jesus I Christ. I know what was about
0: to say. What a funny like tag for that be at the end. On. <laughs> right. It's like way, way, burning everything down yeah. yeah right
1: <laughs> yeah i mean like like that that's what they're talking about is because desantis of like desantis and the freedom caucus the freedom he was in the freedom caucus in the congress they're making noises about the dead ceiling fight and, and how to cut how to cut entitlements aka right cut back on medicare medicaid and raise the retirement age and they're using that as a jumping off point to slam desantis so that, that guy was at the end was sort of defending him but this pitch to like start doing teen pregnancy again so we have more babies to pay into social security so old people can have food it's just like what the like just raise taxes on rich people just raise taxes on rich people
0: it's also funny to for them to like you know suggest that when you know they make it so incredibly difficult for a teen mom or their spawn to just exist in this world right it's like that's really no, that, what you want more of y'all hate them right Or are we talking about only the good but, kind of people having uh teen pregnancy but that,
1: but that make but that solves the problem better trey if the, the team mom uh, has no resources because then that kid has to drop out of school like 15 and get a job so he starts contributing sooner see right
0: Right. You got to yeah.
1: play the long game here.
0: Got to get them in the system <laughs> earlier and keep them there later. Life expectancy's going down. Retirement age going up doesn't seem dystopian to me at all. It's like we're not even <laughs> pretending that you work for any real reason other than to serve your masters and die. You know what I yeah, mean? Right. It's, like st- it's like, no, you work your ass off. You build up a nest egg. Then you retire and enjoy your golden years. And they're just like, yeah, nah. we're getting rid of all that. <laughs> like,
2: dude, yeah. like I like it's obviously we all know that the people at the top want everybody to work until they die. We all know that they want that, but it's insane to me that they say it out loud as part of their platform for being a can't like they like these motherfuckers will just go, we should be working until we're 80 and people will hear that and go, I'm voting for this guy. Like that's, I I, I can't dude.
1: I just, I don't understand. That's the fight that's happening is because Trump called those people morons for saying out loud they <laughs> want to raise the retirement age.
2: Yeah, I love him. Because <laughs> he, he
1: has way better political instincts than they do. But, but it's weird because like I saw these like nerd wonk types arguing about whether we should raise the retirement age because people are living a little longer and are healthy a little longer. And I was like, I'm not engaged with this intellectually. My real answer is if you try to do that, I'm going to fucking fight you. I don't, I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> also...
0: I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I saw the other day. I didn't fact check it because I don't get down like that. But no, I saw Mark. somebody the other day say that, uh, like as I mentioned a minute ago, that like life expectancy statistically is like dropped a tiny bit. Because I thought it was a big deal. It's like the first time that it happened in literally forever, and yeah. it was like you know yeah. a harbinger of doom. <laughs> you know, rightfully so. It's so, a combination
1: of. Uh... COVID, uh, covid, obesity, and deaths of despair, which is a catch all category for like overdoses, yeah. alcohol, listen, suicide. Yeah, yeah, for Florida. Well, we have a like, bunch of that. Yeah. Is, like, you know what to help with that deaths of despair problem? Is telling somebody they have to work until they're 80. Right. Right. That'll definitely yeah. better, get, uh, perk up their spirits. But like, I'm wondering why we have these like sane cable news debates about shit that's like visceral about quality of life. Cause I saw this story a couple days ago. I was like, yeah, this is how you fucking do it. And one, you want to know where it's from? France. All right. Let me read you this headline. French Union cuts power to pressure Macron opinions. They say cuts power. They cut off the electricity to the president's house. All right. <laughs> the proposed bill is about a bill to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64. So they, even their <laughs> bad version is still better than their ideal present version.
2: Bruh, right? I thought that said French onion and I was about to go off. I thought we were about to switch gears <laughs> in a big way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this
1: this militant labor union, they cut off electricity, to not just to Macron, but political, political supporters and wealthy people while handing out discounted power and gas to the public. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. More <laughs> of that joker shit. Stop fucking talking to these people. Burn some stuff down. This is fucking ridiculous. Anyway, I just, I just to, that's your France update. We have like, <laughs> like, the only time Americans burn down cities is when we win the Super Bowl. This is fucking <laughs> stupid. Oh god, shit! Anyway, riot, riot, <laughs> riot. Well,
2: you might want to put a caveat with that because if somebody does riot and they say they heard you say it, you'll be
1: culpable. Is it culpable? I, I don't care. I got make pills me the, in my mouth. I'm sorry. Make make me the face of the, of the movement. that Burns down a city over the retirement age. I'm fine with it. I would gladly stand for all for this shit. That's I'll, definitely I'll the,
2: a good reason to burn a city down for sure. Right. <laughs> Somebody's got to clean it up, too. You're providing jobs. I like where your head's at. <laughs>
1: Hell, yeah. All right. Did to, Trey, Trey, Trey go away. Trey, all right, uh, Trey's dead. Thank Trey. I think uh, he did. You, All right. We'll, anybody who we'll missed the top to of the you, show, yeah. one of the reasons uh, Trey, Corey's here, if you guys missed the top of the show uh, uh, and you came in late, is Trey's computer is uh, bugging out, and uh, so we needed emergency backup, and that's why, Corey, you're here to fill in. So, moving on, the next Daily Dumbass, uh, uh, what do you call it, Uh, honorable mention, the first Daily Dumbass honorable mention, is the NAACP for not fighting for bearded Americans such as ourselves. Uh, This headline, (laughs) (laughs) this headline got me very intrigued, I was like, what the fuck, Republicans uh, cites Duck Dynasty when discussing race-based discrimination. Now, if you're like me, you're like, What? (laughs) Uh, so what happened was there was a bill proposed in Minnesota, uh, to protect basically black people from hair discrimination, right? So be, you can't like, okay. you know, uh, fire or demote or pressure black women to change their right. hair if they have natural hair, if dudes yes. have dreadlocks or, or a- you know, afro or whatever. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Right. So they're debating that bill and this dumbass, uh, <laughs> he stood up and talked about, uh, so this bill is called the creating respectful and open world for natural hair act so the crown act and it protects traits associated with race included uh, included but not limited to hair texture and hairstyles uh so this republican state senator named nathan wiesenberg proposed an amendment to the bill that would add beards to the list of protected traits citing the fact that he had received emails describing his own beard as ugly <laughs> <laughs> dude just
2: absolutely tailing on himself that's hilarious right
1: Right. And so when he stood up, he talked about how the the duck people, like, he asked uh, some uh, of his fellow senators if they'd seen the show Duck Dynasty, and he talked about how the Duck Dynasty people represent a certain culture in America, which I'm going to object to in a second as a person who's an actual fucking redneck, not these fake-ass fucking rednecks. But uh, anyway, this thing was voted down. But the thing that, before we go back to Duck Dynasty for a second... This is actually a good idea but not for the reasons this guy thinks.
2: I, I was about to say I'm actually on board with this but like you said not not exa- not because I think that white people are discriminated against just because like there's so many things in corporate America that people are looked down upon for or discriminated against that just don't that don't really matter at the end of the day. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that uh, now granted I can't blame a person if they're interviewing two or three candidates and one of them has a neck tattoo and the other one doesn't, <laughs> you know, I, I get it. I get you going, well, maybe not that guy it's wrong, but I'm saying I get it. But yeah, I'm, I'm on this side. Go ahead, Mark.
1: Yeah. The reason I think it'd be a good bill. Um, so there, <laughs> there are lots of people who have beards for religious reasons, like yeah, Sikhs, right. Sikhs, Hasidic, Hasidic Jews. Right. But this guy, <laughs> Goes to Duck Dynasty as if those guys are getting jobs anyway. And it's like these these all these people think about their fucking selves. Like, oh guy, a guy called my beard ugly. So I gotta I gotta pass a bill protecting myself from being able to get a <laughs> yeah, right, job. Right, right. And going back to the Duck Dynasty people, I don't know if you guys know this or not. Matt, get this picture ready. Uh yeah, this is what the Duck Dynasty family looked like before the TV show. All right? They're preps. <laughs> Like, <laughs> Hollywood got a hold of him and turned them into these cartoon caricatures of what people think rednecks are. And if you're not familiar with it, the patriarch dude was like the starting quarterback in Louisiana State. He played ahead of Terry Bradshaw in the seventies,
2: yeah, and quit because he wanted to hunt. Respect,
1: yeah. And he started a chain of sporting goods stores. And like his signature item was you know the duck call or whatever, which is where they got the, the name of the show for. So like, but like these, they're fake. The guy, like right. they they made they made a big like so some of my friends back home watch the show we fans of and they're talking about when they, these guys were talking about how they were being censored because they wouldn't show all the religious stuff on the show. It's like they're not being censored. The show's scripted. An right. actor can't get on a screen and just go off book and start talking about Jesus. You've right. got to do the plot of the show. Right. <laughs> so like, I, I, anyway, this, these people are also full of shit. Anyway, the, the guy, the, guy that, uh, the creator of the show made his money in gay porn. He's the one who found them and got them their <laughs> beards and shit. And they're going there talking about how gay people are going to hell. They're fucking lying. They're fucking yeah. lying.
2: And for the record, like, you know, there's several people who, uh, may, I mean, like you go back to like Larry the Cable guy, right? He's a little bit of a put on. But for the most part, his act isn't really damaging to, I mean, look, he <laughs> he's at least a pig farmer from Nebraska. I've always given him that. I don't really give a shit if someone puts on a little extra south just to get by in entertainment, unless they're doing it and then also appearing on the Seven Hundred Club and also spouting homophobic bullshit. Then I have a problem with it because it starts to make us look bad. Does that make sense? Like my yeah, that's the crime to me is the shit. Like I don't give a fuck that yeah you wearing a polo shirt isn't going to sell duck calls do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, don't fucking give me that. Like we're discriminated against. Like you went to Duke probably. <laughs> um,
1: the, uh, yeah. I don't, these guys are, uh, it, it all makes me mad. I think I, I, don't know if I ever told you this story, but I did a bar show with Dan Witt before he's Larry the Campbell guy with uh, when he was still Dan Whitney. And I think it might've been the last night he was Dan Whitney. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. a bar show in Dallas and he ate absolute shit and then cussed the crowd out. And I guess <laughs> blue collar, blue collar comedy had, had, was just about to start. And I guess he, yeah. knew he booked that, but I didn't know yeah. that, but he just goes, fuck, you know what? Fuck. I don't need this shit. Stage. Yeah. Yeah. And And was then Larry, the Campbell guy and made billion dollars. So there you It's go.
2: too, it's too long for this show, <laughs> but I actually do know the whole story of how all that went down. And I'll tell you later. It's pretty fucking funny. Oh, yeah.
1: I can't wait. All right, we'll do. Uh, we'll do. do uh, we'll do one more, uh, Corey, because we want to get to the segment. Do you want to talk about cartoon bear dicks or being gay for Hitler?
2: Oh my God, Mark! What the fuck? I thought as soon as you said the first one, I was like, "Well, there's no way that it's gonna top." Get, we can't do both. Hold no, time. Let, okay. Okay. Yeah. Let me flip. A, I don't have a coin, but I'll flip my dip can. Uh, okay. Front top side is gay for Hitler. Bottom side is bear dicks gay for
1: Hitler. Let's do it. All right. So our last... <laughs> our last daily dumbass is everyone who is gay for Hitler for assuming Nick Fuentes is on their team. Uh, oh, God. We love Hitler. Not in a fucking gay way. Okay? <laughs> we love Hitler in a
2: Christian way, you freak. Not in a gay way. Anyway... In, like, a, in like an awesome way, okay? In, like, a we-love-Trump way, you fucking liberal. All right, so... Ah, yes, yes, loving Hitler in a Christian way. Uh, Christ- Jesus, the famous hater of the Jews...
1: I got to say both ways of loving Hitler are weird, but I think just wanting to fuck Hitler is far more defensible.
2: (laughs) Of course, dude, of course it is. You know how many times I have fucked someone absolutely deplorable and would do it again? You know what I mean? Like there's, like I saw something, somebody, uh, post something earlier on Twitter today. They're like, would you ever, would you ever date a woman that voted for Trump? And I'm like, date no but I would like to go back and have another run at a couple of them you know what I mean <laughs> like just wanting to fuck somebody like you can still think that Mel Gibson gives off good granddaddy energy and want to plow him but not think that anything he did was good am I making sense
1: yeah these are the, these are these are the sex thoughts of a man who uh, whose wife is six months pregnant uh, <laughs> <laughs> seven months. Seven months. Uh, yeah, so, uh, by the way, so Corey got an ultrasound today, saw his baby's face and dropped it in a text thread. And Corey, uh, Trey immediately made a photo mashup with Red Fox, and they're kind of dead ringers, so I got to give do it to you. Dry.
2: Do you have it in front of you right now? Because No, no,
1: no. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> My baby looks so, like Red Fox. <laughs>
1: So Nick Fuentes is the leader of the Gripers. He runs that super racist uh, event uh, adjacent to CPAC that all the uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene spoke there. A bunch of congressmen spoke there. He's like, he, <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene kind of had to disown him, but a bunch of uh, politicians still hang out with him. He's a complete loser. He's also a Twitter addict who was at January sixth. But um, he got he's like an
2: Andrew t- Tate type, right?
1: Yeah, he's Sorry. like he says he's the guy who said that he won't have sex with women because having sex with women's kind of gay. Because if you're if you have a girlfriend, that means you gotta like cuddle, yeah, and go on dates. Gay. And what's what's gayer than that? Anyway, so um, he a couple other funny, funny things about Nick Twente before we move on to this segment. He got banned from Twitter, but then Elon reinstated him. Then he was immediately banned for doing a Twitter Spaces where he talked about loving Hitler, which is what he's responding to there. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> He, he, he After his Twitter account was restored, I said, I'm somebody who in a functioning society would be rewarded for being a genius. I am awesome, and my Twitter (laughs) is funny, and I want my account back now. Uh, He also had previously said that life without Twitter is not worth living. I cannot live without being on Twitter. I'd rather be alive on Twitter than in this world. So now that he's officially permanently banned, buddy, R.I.P.,
2: Dude, (laughs) that type of shit doesn't make sense to me either. Because I know that this Nick Fuentes feller is successful. I see his name all over the place, and I know he now he probably lost a shit ton of money in crypto. That's one thing I know about all these people is that Mm -hmm. over the past year, they have lost at least two hundred and fifty k in crypto. So they're less well off than they were before. But like all these dudes who were like super popular in other realms, except for Twitter, I cannot fathom wanting to be on Twitter unless I desperately had to be on Twitter, which I guess if you're a grifter type like him, you literally have to, but like, dude mm-hmm. the we've said it a million times, but I can't say it enough, the very very, very second that whoever it is in Hollywood that tells you how your careers go and tells me, Mr. Forster, you actually don't need social media, you can just have somebody else run it, fucking bye I'll see you. I'll still come on SKUs and I'll have my handler retweet
1: it, you know what I mean? Right. Right. I like, uh, I like it for live sporting events. That's about it. Right. Uh, yes. So, all right. So moving on to the segment, um, this is a like a heavy subject, although there are like red- moments of a ridiculous because it's about American politics and policing. But so we talked a lot about police stuff on here and I just didn't want to ignore this because it's kind of the biggest thing going on in the country right now. Um, it's the case of Tyree Nichols. And there's, a, there's there's some stuff that's different about this one and gives me a twisted sense that maybe police officials are learning a little bit, but not maybe not fast enough, nearly enough to like be responsible human beings. But let's talk about who Tyree Nichols was before we talk about his death. Um he was twenty-nine years old uh when he was killed on January seventh. He had a four-year-old kid. He'd worked at FedEx for the last nine months. He would go home and eat dinner at his mom's house every night on his lunch break. Uh, his big hobbies were he liked to skateboard and take pictures of the sunsets. And his dad kept telling him he had to stop skateboarding because you're 29 years old and you got a kid and you can't break your leg. And that's a fun argument to be having with your kid. You know, he's like, it's a very human thing. And in case you're wondering, and I know a lot of people are wanting this for a reason I'm going to get to in a second. I read one of the articles that came across was a Newsweek article with the headline, did Tyree Nichols have a criminal record? Now it turns out it was a 600 word article to get to the answer. no, I think here's wow. the thing. At the time of this writing, there's no evidence suggesting Nichols had any criminal criminal record of any kind. But it doesn't matter if he like one day got a stop and frisk and he found a sack of weed in his pocket. That doesn't right. justify his murder later on because the cops didn't even know his name when they started fighting him, right? Um, and I know that a lot of people look this up because uh, Tyree Nich- Tyree Nichols criminal record with the top search on Google. Um, For a little bit. So yeah, a lot of people are trying to justify his uh, needless death by trying to figure out if he once got arrested for not paying a warrant on a parking ticket. Which is
2: so fucking insane because like if if I was to get killed by the cops, which would never happen. But if I was to get killed by the cops, dude. I think even people that hate me would never think, I wonder if he had a criminal record, which, by the way, I do. So, like, Yeah, like I fucking totally do, which, by the way, apparently having a criminal record of any kind is as good of a death sentence for a lot Mm. of these people. A lot of these people also say, like, well, you shouldn't be running. You shouldn't be resisting arrest. Let's just break that down real quick, all right? Sure, you shouldn't run. Right. you. I, I agree that you shouldn't run. I agree that you shouldn't resist arrest. But let's just break these two things down. If you are innocent until proven guilty in this country, it means that he can't at the moment of arrest be punished for the crime he supposedly committed. Therefore, right. if you kill someone for resisting arrest or for running, what you are saying is that running and resisting arrest are punishable by death in this country and that you have no problem with that. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, like what they define as resisting, and we're talking to this specific of Tyree's case right here. But like, like when they killed Eric Garner in New York, what he did to resist was he would, remember he was selling Lucy cigarettes, which is yeah. what, you know a, a violation of a city ordinance because he's selling it; they're untaxed, right? So, yeah, right. essentially, stealing a, nitty, a nickel in tax revenue from the city per pack or some shit is what the crime he was committing was. And when they he had been arrested for this a few times, he was familiar with the cops, and they came up and they hassled him, and he goes, "They went to they went to grab his wrist to cuff him, and he went." Well, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, your uh your your mic's off. Oh,
2: now it's on. Now
1: it's on. <laughs> went, what he did to resist was they went to grab his wrist to cuff him, and he just, he just gently pulled away. Is like, I'll oh, come home today, right, on, man, day. right. for them to go. So what actually, what actually happened in Tyree Nichols' case? In January seventh, he got pulled over for reckless driving. I don't know if he's reckless driving or not. None of us do. By the uh, way,
2: that could just mean 15 miles per hour over the speed limit.
1: Right. And he was like 100 yards from his house, so I don't know how big of a hurry he would have, would have been, been in at this point. Um, five cops pulled him over for uh, reckless driving. They approached the car with their guns drawn for no reason. They immediately open the door and jerk him out of the car. This before they've asked for ID. This is before they've asked for anything. They start beating him immediately, tasing him. Um, and then here's the, the running away part, right? The term custody... Has meaning. When you're in someone's custody, you're in their care. They're responsible for your life. All right. So like they have him in custody, they're beating the shit out of him. So yeah, he gets he gets loose and tries to run away justifiably because he was getting his ass whipped. Yeah, they were hurting him for no reason. You're allowed to run away in that scenario. Cops can be criminals too, which we're gonna get to. But like um so after he ran away five five cops who were there originally there's a white supervisor that's involved in this we'll get to in a second but like uh they caught him and beat him now, we're not going to show the video um i honestly couldn't bring myself to watch much of it um I ha-
2: yeah i haven't i haven't where watched
1: it. they some of them held him while other cops beat him in the head like they did stuff like when he was on the ground like wind up and kick him so it's like it's just like pointless shit and talk talking about the stop resisting let's talk about this headline from new york times Seventy-one commands in thirteen minutes. Officers gave Tyree Nichols impossible orders. A time analysis found that officers gave dozens of contradictory and unachievable orders to Mister Nichols. The punishment was severe and eventually fatal. I um, just one quick book, uh, uh, bookkeeping note: he died three days later in the hospital. He did not die at the scene. Um, so here's some of the commands: they told him to show his hands even as they were holding his hands. They told All him right. to get on the ground when he was on the ground. They ordered him to reposition himself even when they had control of his body. So when you can't follow a command because it's nonsensical or they're literally physically keeping you from uh, following the command, that's resisting, right? Right. Um, and the thing is, Tyree was <clears> the <throat> one trying to de-escalate this. Here's a quote. You guys are really doing a lot right now. I'm just trying to go home, right? He's trying to tell them it's fine. You can just do your thing. It, it, like I'm, I'm not a threat to you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so they told him to get on the ground. He said That's when he finally flipped out. He goes, I'm on the ground. And then the officers got more specific. He says, on your stomach. It's okay. Okay. That's an order I can follow. But like, I got five guys yelling different shit at me. This reminded me there was a case in Arizona where two cops were yelling at a guy in a hotel. Cops went to the wrong room in a hotel with ARs drawn. And um, uh, the, the cop, one of the cops, the cop that actually killed the guy had something psychotic written on the barrel of his AR. And they one of them was telling a guy to back towards them, and the other one was telling him to lay on the ground. He laid on the ground. The guy that was telling him to, to, uh, to back towards them shot him in the back while he was laying on the ground. Right? So, like, how the fuck are you supposed to follow this shit? Um. Anyway. Well,
2: also, it's, you know, most people will say, if you didn't run, this wouldn't happen. Uh, And then you have a situation where it's like, well, well he didn't run, so what do you want to say to that? And they're like, well, if you didn't resist arrest, this wouldn't happen. Well, he wasn't resisting arrest. He was laying there. So at uh-huh. what point, at what point, Can no matter what side of the aisle you're on, can you hear all this evidence, see the video, hear what the fuck I just said and not come to the conclusion of, oh, I think that it might be illegal to be black in public because that's pretty much what happened here and i know that the big caveat to this whole case and i'll be the one to bring up the elephant in the room i don't care is that yes there were five black officers and there was a white one correct that was involved in this yeah
1: they the, the five that chased him down and beat him real bad the, 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 the second beating where the where the cops who got fired and they the, all five of those happened to be black and the white the white guy did tase him in the first altercation and he's been suspended okay now, um, maybe he is less culpable. I Still, though, when they're being that violent the first time and you don't stop your fellow officers from what they're doing, you, to me, you're a bad cop.
2: Yes. that's we, Me and you've talked about this probably off mic a dozen times where you know they constantly <laughs> go, oh, well, it's just a couple bad apples. It's just a couple bad apples. But when uh, – let's say there's a cop that has never beaten an innocent black man in his life. But he's definitely been there when it's happened and he didn't say anything. Now, whether he didn't say anything because he didn't want his friends to get in trouble or he didn't say anything because he was genuinely afraid of his job or I mean, you know, you got to look from their point of view at a certain point to go look what they'll do to somebody if they don't like, them, (laughs) you know, look like. So I know that you're terrified. But at the end of the day, if you know about it and you don't do anything about it, you are just as bad of an apple. And the whole fucking system is clearly set up. And again, I say this because it was black officers that did it. That whole system is set up to where this is how we can and we should treat certain people. You know what I mean? And like at this point, I don't know what the fuck a black person is supposed to do when they see the cops, because you say don't run and everything will be fine. You say don't resist. Everything will be fine. You lay there and nothing's fine. So in this point, why the fuck wouldn't you try to run? Because at least that's your best fucking option or you don't pull the fuck over. And now you're in a high speed chase. Like I don't understand why every uh-huh. fucking person cannot look at this and see there is a problem and it is clearly a systemic problem and we need to do something about this shit whether it be defunding completely uh fucking uh completely like reprioritizing training all this shit Or just doing what they do in fucking England and having a dude wear a funny hat, a bobby, and just have a little stick that runs around. And I I don't fucking know. But whatever it is that we're doing right now ain't it, dude. It's fucking not it.
1: Right. Um, And I do you know why cops have blue uniforms, uh, Corey? Is it's a calming color? No, it's like when when police were first organized, it was in England. They wanted to pick the opposite color from the military. So they would make a clear sign to the public that these are not soldiers occupying their streets right the red coats all right now fast forward today but like what i would do like you you remember when uh sheriff joe arpaio ran those 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 that's the arizona guy right yeah Yeah. the main thing (laughs) he got known for was like he had outdoor work camps for jail inmates and he would make them wear pink colors the funny thing is it made everybody happier it was actually trying to price them and emasculate them but pink was a soothing color it made everybody in a better mood so it did it did make the prison, the jail population more manageable, but only because they were like in a better mood, not wearing blaze orange. But like, make cops wear like baby blue or like pink. Get some, get their, let the, make, make help change their as opposed to these militarized uniforms. Right. Make baby blue uniforms and pink guns. That would get deaths cut in half. I think. Um, I I mean I agree. I but I <laughs> like
2: I'm 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 finding myself at a loss, which is very rare because I always have something to say, but like. We, we've just when is going to be the 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 last one that everybody goes, OK, now, I mean, it's going to have to be a fucking white person. And that just don't happen a lot. Like that's, you know, when when uh, you have so many people go like, oh, the police kill white people, too. And it's like, well, fucking scream about it. Say something when it fucking happens. If they yeah. killed one of my white buddies, I'd be fucking yelling like Jesus fucking yeah. Christ, I mean, Tyler Childers has a song about it. that's like if this was happening in the same proportion of numbers to us, we'd have done came off the fucking hill with fucking pitchforks right. and stabbed them motherfuckers. So don't act like it's true.
1: Me and, 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 uh, and Trey, talked about this on uh, the Patreon episode on Friday, and I read the lyrics from that, the last verse of that song. But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's like cops do kill disproportionately kill poor white people, but it's just like nobody thinks of them as a group, especially interesting right. for whatever reason. But like people, right. everyone should be upset about this. Um, so, one more thing before we move on to the the what, app, what happened after the killing and uh, is uh, it's imp- what's different here is the um, uh, the police video had audio to it, so you could hear what they were saying. That's really the only reason they are being held accountable because you can hear the fucked up shit they're saying, right. including one of the officers who didn't chase him being like, "I hope they beat his ass." Right? Really? Uh, yeah. Um, also, the audio caught him calling out for his mom uh, as they were beating the shit out of him. It's just awful um so what's different this time the main thing is even before the video came out and the public was inflamed they fired the motherfuckers and arrested them and charged of the the five cops they fired them arrested them and charged them with second degree murder which could carry up to 60 years in prison and a $50,000 fine all right um they also it wasn't just those five guys we talked about the white cop who also got suspended two sheriff's deputies who also showed up to the scene have been taken off duty and three fire department employees who have been fired. I'm assuming it was their paramedics who didn't provide aid while he laid right. there suffering. Um, so these aren't just cops. This is also a problem with firefighters and paramedics who are loyal to cops. Which and, uh, super
2: fucking sucks, man, because like mm-hmm. I've I constantly like I got a brother in law who's a firefighter and he fucking rules. And uh, I won't say him, but I'll say that a large number of the firefighters, it's him, that I know they don't really fuck with the cops that much. And I think it's because they see what all these cops do. And they're like, man, they're, they're wrapping us into this too. Like we're also public servants and anybody in some type of uniform. So like that fucking bums me out. Cause like you, usually you want to think of like, well, at least firefighters are out there saving kittens and like only existing to help. But like, right. I guess not in this case.
1: Yeah, historically there's been like the rivalry between like police and firefighters. Like when I was a reporter covering the police department, one year was a huge brawl at the annual softball game between the firefighters and cops. <laughs> that was funny. Dude, <coughs> uh, my brother-in-law they
2: uh, they box the cops every year. It's like the firefighters versus the cops, mm-hmm. and we go and dude, the fucking firefighters are all like, "Drop that fucking pig!" Like it is. It's pretty. It's pretty rad.
1: I mean, it makes sense they'd be right One, they're competing with city budget money, so you've got that financial incentive to be rivals. But also, yeah, there's that thing where cops hate firefighters because people love firefighters because they only show up to help. They don't show up yeah, just right. to annoy you and write you a ticket. But it is funny if you're a firefighter to brawl with the cops. Who you call? Because if cop, cops show up, they're not breaking up the fight; they're just whipping your ass. Yeah, right. um, another, some other good news that came out of this: um, Memphis deactivates a unit that fatally beat Tyree Nichols because these guys are part of a. Let me. <laughs> they're part of a task force called scorpion all right jesus uh yeah so they're, a little they're aggressive a, it's an acronym and they're picking they always pick names for these that are like cobra from gi joe um cobra stood for street crimes operation to restore peace in our neighborhoods it's basically a, a task force to like target high high crime neighborhoods all right we know what that means they yeah. had 50 50 people on it and they were tasked to bring down uh, crime in particular areas so it a team of fifty cops, are licensed to whip ass. These guys basically exist outside of normal command structures. They're like, they think of themselves as special forces, right? So they're they're tasked to like kick ass and take names, and things predictably go this way every fucking time. Every time one of these cities starts one of these task force task forces, they turn out horrifically corrupt. And like, for a couple of examples, is the gun trace task force in in Baltimore. where well, those guys were literally just taking cash, pulling people over and taking cash out of their wallets and then beating them, and arresting them for resisting arrest if they complained about them stealing their paycheck money. They also used the cover of a police protest to literally rob a pharmacy. They would rob drug dealers and sell it. And then the funny thing about that is the only reason we know all this stuff is because when they were arrested by the FBI, like the government tried to get them to plead out quietly. So the details of this case wouldn't be public. They chose to go to trial because they really think they they really thought right. they hadn't done anything wrong. Right. Um, anyway, there's a great uh, David Simon HBO show called "We Own This City" about the Gun Trace Task Force. If you've got John all in it, if you want to check it out. Um, another example, famous example was the Rampart scandal in L.A. Um, in the nineties about the crash anti gang unit. Oh, crash! You it's Community Resources Against Street Hoodlums. <laughs> all right, they, these motherfuckers. Uh, stole and dealt drugs, you know, the old go-to, unprovoked beatings, unprovoked shootings. They robbed a bank, Corey. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, so not all bad. Right. And people know these task forces always go bad. This is a quote from a woman named Cheryl Dorsey, who's a former LAPD sergeant who uh, goes so grossed out by her policing career, she became a social justice advocate. And they interviewed about about Scorpion. She said, you have officers who are, in this instance, drunk with power. They understand that they're not supervised. They've been out here behaving this way for probably the entire year and a half since they reinstated this task force, just jumping out the car, pulling people out, mistreating them, manhandling them, and then jumping back in their cars, and off they go. Um, this task force had been the subject of a bunch of civilian complaints that were absolutely, utterly ignored until, ignored until they killed this guy. Um, and when they bust up this task force, the rest the other 44 guys in this task force agreed they should be broken up. <laughs> they, they they were like, yes, this is a good idea. Uh, <laughs> But then one of them said, a statement from the department said, this made me laugh, the heinous actions of a few cast a cloud of dishonor on the title Scorpion. (laughs) Dude, that's, I wanted to say this earlier and I forgot,
2: but like, it goes back to what you were saying about when the police were founded or whatever, and they went with blue because they wanted to be the opposite of the red coats and shit. And they wanted everybody to know that they're there to help and shit. Like these names, man, like you can't. Fucking be called the scorpions and have anyone like we don't get me wrong. If you're doing something wrong and you see a cop, you should immediately be like, Oh shit, I shouldn't be doing this thing. Sure. But you shouldn't just walk around and when you see a cop, even if you're not doing it, like I'm fucking white. All right. I am white. I live in the South. When I'm downtown or anything and I see a cop, I do not in any way, shape, or form feel safer in that moment. Then before I saw that fucking cop, complete opposite. I don't necessarily think it's going to be him doing anything to me, but I know that something in this area could pop off and I might catch a goddamn stray because this son of a bitch is going through a divorce and thinks he saw a little old lady reaching for a gun in her purse.
1: I forgot. uh, Feel free to say you don't want to say if you don't want to, but what's your what's your criminal record for?
2: Uh, well, the DUI was expunged, so I didn't even have to say it, but I just did. When I was 16, I, I, I was, wasn't was driving on the road. I would never do that. I was driving in a field and I did some donuts and flipped and a kid that was in the bed of my truck got a concussion, had to go to the hospital, told on me, got a breathalyzer four hours later, still blew, hammered. Uh, then it was a, a string of underage consumptions, three of those um and then you know i don't pay parking tickets so there's definitely that <laughs> you right. know like fuck that i'm getting fuck you you can come take it
1: i got an underage position of alcohol it was one of mine and my other one was uh uh, uh me and my buddy my first weekend home from college it was two days before i turned 18 which is an important part of the story because i've been absolutely fucked because virginia criminal laws are horrific well but when I, you
2: were 18 that was the legal drinking age right
1: <laughs> i'm old they always yeah so uh, me and my buddy were riding around back roads getting high, and we came across a we – tra- we were going to drive across this bridge, but the bridge was out was under construction, so we had to turn around. I was like, oh, let me. we should steal that highway barrel. So I stole the highway yeah. barrel. No idea what I was going to do with it. We got arrested for stealing a highway barrel, which in Virginia is a class A misdemeanor that could have carried a penalty of a year in jail. No shit. Yes. So thank God I wasn't 18. Um, anyway, so I just want to uh, – if people were wondering, as we mentioned a criminal, criminal records, it's no nothing violent or uh, horrific.
2: right? Um, well, some, uh, by the way, i got to point out, Aaron Streeter said that Corey tells that story about the DUI on putting on airs. I do. So if you want to hear that full thing, go listen to me and Trey's podcast, Putting on Airs. Sorry, Mark. It was organic. All
1: right. Uh, so the, uh, another thing to know all right, about, so cops aren't defending this. That's the good news. Uh-huh. Every, every police chief, whether they're pretending or not, is going, that's horrific. That's horrific. But the bigger context last year was the deadliest year on record for police violence in the U S at least 1200 people were killed by law enforcement. These aren't full numbers because a lot of agencies don't report them to the federal government. They kind of refuse to. So yeah, it's they, they're, they're getting more and more deadly. Um, LAP, LAPD's police chief condemned this. Um, and I want to say fuck that guy because just this week there was a case where a guy, like a guy in a wheelchair was killed by cops. he, He may have done some dirt because someone, another homeless person reported him for stabbing them, which you ought not do, right? And the cops say he threw a knife at them. In a wheelchair? (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. He threw a knife at them, which also you ought not do. But the thing is, once you throw the knife, you are unarmed. Yeah, right. And you're in a wheelchair. You cannot run away, all right? Unless they're on a hill. Unless they're on a hill. Yeah. Uh, The especially bleak thing about this is the way he lost his legs— was in a different altercation with Texas police last year.
2: (laughs) Shut the fuck up.
1: Right. Um, So anyway, this family also says the police shot him in the back. So there you go with that. So it wasn't even the guy who threw the knife at him who who popped off and fired. So uh, allegedly, I don't, I don't know for sure. That's what the family fears. So for the context here, Memphis police did not get defunded. All right. They have, they just got a huge budget increase. It's got a huge raise. None of the, all these officers were veterans. Um, and they also had been through a lot of the diversity training that we and bias training that we think what police needs, that the funding is supposed to go to. It's just a reminder, last year in the State of the Union, when Joe Biden said, fund the police and got a standing ovation from everyone, all that bought was this police force doing this shit. So I don't have the answers, but this isn't fucking working. All right. Um, and one last thing before we finish up, um, even though cops aren't defending this, conservative media went plug and play here. And yeah, did their right. usable shit. Tucker Carlson, because the officers were black and the police chief is a black woman, said this was a problem of affirmative action because none of these people were qualified for their jobs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which I agree they're not qualified for their yeah, jobs right, right, but right. because but they because do it, shit like this. Right, right, exactly. They're
2: not doing anything different than their white counterparts have done for the last millennia.
1: Right. And uh, But the worst take of all, of all time about this belonged to a uh, former sports writer, current fucking idiot, and Fox po- Sports commentator Jason Whitlock, oh, who said, you can't even imagine how dumb this was. Hit this video. Uh, yeah. Everybody involved in this on the street level was either 24 to 32 years old. Everybody, it was a group of young black men, five on one. Looked like gang violence to me. It it looked like what young black men do when they're supervised by a single black woman. And that's what they got going on in the Memphis Police Department. The police chiefs the black women. Put some black woman in charge of the police force. And we're getting the same kind of chaos and disunity and violence that we see in a lot of these cities that are run by single mothers. The, 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 if we want
0: right. really to discuss
1: that, really,
2: that really is like I, I couldn't make that shit up because it, like, I would almost do a sketch about that where, like, there's a brutal police beating and some reporter's sitting there going, How can we make this about a black woman? You know what I mean? And then uh-huh. they and, and leave it to Jason Whitlock to do, God damn, man, that's uh, uh
1: it's I don't. I don't know her record as a police chief. I didn't look into it. Maybe she's super good at her job, but also she did allow this task force to be reestablished amid a bunch of civilian complaints. That's not great. But he's like, he's looking at. Oh, she's still literal,
2: a cop. Fuck her. You yeah,
1: know? he's looking at literal police doing literal police activities and going. That doesn't look like policing to me. That's looks like gang violence. I mean, it does look like gang violence. Agree. Who the fucking big and biggest gang in Memphis is, and like the, this. This is infuriating, man. I just like. How, these looks like these are young black men, thirty two years old. 32? 32 is not know, old enough to know you shouldn't beat somebody to death. These are trained law enforcement officers with years and years of experience. Do you think Jason
2: yeah. Whitlock's like experience as in sports media or whatever is has just conditioned him like a? and I'm not comparing these two people to him in this sentence, but like his mind is trained like a Stephen A. Smith or like a Skip Bayless where it's like, mm-hmm. even if I don't believe it, I have to give the most unique, dumbest fucking take in the world. Because like, right. hey, if you'd have told me, hey, you got 10 goes at what Jason Whitlock's take is going to be, I wouldn't have guessed because it's so fucking insane.
1: Yeah. If you guys aren't familiar with his career, he used to be at ESPN and uh, he was a normal sports reporter and give his takes on like what LeBron did last night. I liked it. And th- and then he was given a huge budget to start um, sort of a, a black centered version of like when this has been Bill Simmons running Grantland, a black centered version of Grantland. He was paid to establish that website for two years and never turned out to exist. So he fired. they fired him and he started doing this right wing culture war bullshit. And it's incredibly bleak that you can make a great living just telling old racists what they want to hear. Right. And I, I can't use all the words that... Uh, my black buddies would use to describe what he's doing right there. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, but uh, it fucking sucks. And uh, uh, yeah, Matt, you can start looking for some comments right now. But let's do some funsies. A George Santos update, real quick. So uh, our excused mascot, George Santos, a disgraced <laughs> congressman who resigned from his committee assignments, but refuses to resign from Congress because he can hang on the full two years. He gets a pension and benefits, baby. So <laughs> hey! I fucking support the grip. Absolutely, get it, Santee. <laughs> Um. Uh, so, digging through his finance, uh, campaign finance records, uh, reporters found uh, a bunch of people who had donated the maximum amount who didn't exist or didn't live at the address they reported. Now, this could be – here's the problem for him. That's his affirmative duty. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you can't be like, well, I don't know. It's like you have to prove that. You have to right. prove it. You can't prove it. You're fucked. You're going to yeah, prison. Right. Um, he was supposed to turn in a bunch of campaign finance reports today, some finalized ones for the last election. Today's the deadline for it. But you can't turn him in without a treasurer, and he has no treasurer because here's a headline I want to read to you. This is the punchline <laughs> to all this. FEC presses George Santos' campaign after it lists treasurer who denies taking the job. All right. <laughs> Uh, he, he, he reported donations from people that when asked to be like, I have no idea who that guy is. And I didn't give him any money. He also reported like campaign expenses, like meals at a Miami beach diner that say he never, he was never there. And the meals don't make any sense. Like meals don't make any sense. Like he says, he got pizza here, but this is a sushi joint. Uh, <laughs> he reported parking at a Miami beach lot and the city says the dollar amounts would be impossible. So you try to like do tax fraud, but he's like, I'll oh, park my car there. That was $7,000. Uh, I should get reimbursed exclusive uh, area yeah but the funniest story this one was from today the headline reads promised green cards catfishing th- uh threats. promised green cards catfishing threats how george santos's ex-boyfriends say they were left feeling trapped and manipulated so george santos was 26 he was dating an 18 year old high schooler which is legal 18 doesn't yeah. no matter Gross, if he's still going illegal, to school yeah. yeah should i wouldn't do it i wouldn't I'd tell my buddy to quit doing it if he was doing it but yeah right to what are you gonna do so, this guy says that uh, he, he's when Santos was still living with his wife, but asked this guy to marry him and lied to him about being married. He said his wife was just his roommate, which he probably was. It's a green card thing, right? Which is also a criminal no no, but I don't have any moral problem with it. Um, immigration system's fucking stupid. Um, and he, this kid got creeped out because George Santos was essentially promising stuff that read like lies and he felt like stalkery of behavior. But the funny part was this guy's name is Briss. He recalled Santos telling him tales of dating supermodels and how they all still begged him to become a model himself. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah kudos He's, to cory and matt for an awesome show I, I feel a little left out michelle michelle brockson says kudos to cory and matt for an awesome show it's <laughs> a third wheel over here but i appreciate it michelle maybe uh, yeah definitely meant mark oh in case i know we get this question uh if the reason trey's not here and he was here at the beginning of the show for a little bit but Corey was here as a backup because trey's computer is a 1973 atari so there you go uh uh, Corey, my family is thinking about moving
2: to Georgia. Suggestions? That's what Amanda um, break. Amanda break. Uh, I mean, I need to know a lot more about you before I tell you where to go. Also, like, like,
1: yeah, it's a big place.
2: Yeah, it's a big – I mean, you know, listen, Atlanta is wonderful. If you literally can just take your pick of where to move in Georgia, go to Athens. Go live in Athens. During football season, it's going to get a little bit insane, but you've got wonderful country around you, and it's a nice little college town. It's super fun. Atlanta rules regardless of what everybody told you about last week. Cool. Um, Chickamauga, we're always uh, here for you, baby, but I wouldn't
0: suggest
1: it. I mean, Atlanta's uh, you know, uh, if, it depends. Like, if you're gay and black, go to Buckhead. If you're black and have yep. money, just could go to Atlanta in general. with Black Hollywood. If you're, uh, you know, if you're, uh, if you Your want to like throw a dart, if you want to hear the, if you want to hear the most <laughs> cartoon, had the most cartoonish town in history, you can move to Corey's hometown because the stories from there are. Savannah's wonderful. great,
2: yeah. Savannah. Yeah, Savannah.
1: Yeah, I love Savannah. Um, uh, so they got a great food scene and nice scenery. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful state, depending on you know where you want to. So yeah, it depends on just go do a lot of googling depending on what you're into. Um yeah, yeah for sure.
2: Hey hey Mark, can I plug something real quick before we get out of
1: here? For sure. Go big. Hey, go if
2: you like if you like hearing me ramble on, you can go to parttimefunnyman.com. That's where I do my bonus uh stuff, essays, poetry, podcasts, videos. I'm currently in the middle of reading uh, this here book, Redneck Bromance which is a smut novel that was written about me, Trey and drew the well-read comedy tour. It's very, <laughs> it's very graphic. I got permission from Zia Laura, the author to read it. It's a lot of fun. Part time, five bucks, or if you can't afford it, just get at me on socials uh, and I'll comp you. No questions asked.
1: I don't even really understand what your life, what your life is. Uh, okay. <laughs> I got to do our plugs. I'm about to get mad at me. Uh, Trey's tour dates. Trey was just in Atlanta and Orlando this past weekend. See where it's coming. It's coming up in Indianapolis. That's with uh, Corey and Drew and then Bloomington and St. Louis Columbia, Springfield. Get your tickets at Trey And also if you like the show and want to support, I think that's what Trey says. We have a Patreon, which you can search on. Uh, you should go to Patreon and search Trey's name or go to weeklyskewscom slash more. Uh, Corey, thank you for coming out. And I want to thank you guys uh, out there for watching all around this universe. Thanks to Trey for showing up and clocking in and putting a solid putting a solid three <laughs> minutes of work, baby. Appreciate you. <laughs> Hope you get your computer fit, uh, computer fixed, and uh, see you. Love you. Bye. Skew. Skew.